Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Modeling is so powerful, critical thinking is a mindset, teaching multiples, retrieval practice, and Disco Coolia fact sheet for schools. This is our podcast for week 39 in 2022. And welcome, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's see what we have in store for you this week. The first one is about modeling. That seems to be very powerful. What are it, we modeling here? Well, actually, you can model... <coughs> sorry almost anything, even the most complicated concepts in math. And this is a really interesting uh, post from teacherhead.com. And um, if the children, what they, what their main uh, message is that if the children can actually see it, they will have an easier way to work with it and recall it later. It's all about converting the concept and not just drill without them understanding what they're actually doing. Right. Now, there are a few things you need to remember when you want to, to do modeling with the children. And this blog post on, like I said, teach, uh, teacherhead.com gives you five things to remember. First of all, show the whole process in a normal speed and then step by step slowly. So if you speed, if you slow it, uh, if you show it in a normal speed, then they have the overview of what is going to happen, and then you can focus step by step on the Make little it later. Okay. details in there. Okay, slowly. that sounds good. Yeah. Then break it down into practicable steps. So don't expect your students to do the whole process in one go. Let them do smaller pieces and be successful with that. Yeah. Then. While you are modeling it, talk about what you're thinking or narrate, they say here, your thinking. And then obviously also check for understanding because you want to have the kids say it because that means that they have processed it and it, instead of if they just caricature it, that's not what I mean. But if they process it and, and explain it in their own words, that is very powerful. Then the fourth point I mention here is Use multiple examples. And then with a little bit fading out the help of the modeling. And run multiple short I do, we do, you do loops. So that is also where the students can uh, become engaged and actively participate in the process. Sounds good. So if you read the whole article, you will surely get some good ideas out of it. And one very powerful remark that stood out to me is this. The trouble is that you cannot know as a teacher and also the student himself can't know if they are able to do something, if they haven't tried it, if they haven't done it themselves. And trying several times before they get successful is absolutely a natural and actually necessary part of the process. Okay, good. 
Well, sounds, sounds like a good uh, approach. The next link tells us that critical thinking is a mindset. Now, what <clears throat> exactly does that mean? Yeah, here's an, uh, another great visual with the steps, nice and colorful uh, presented uh, on the Teach Thought blog. And uh, here they show you um, how you can help your class to become more into a critical mindset and, and do critical thinking about math. And they give a great image. Um, let's summarize it. For example, in this classroom, a thinking, critical thinking classroom, the students ask more questions than the teacher. <laughs> okay. So it's all about oh, funny, yeah. engagement and uh -huh. making them think. Try to uh, separate emotions from reason and then find what, what works, what is really true. The truth based in reason rather than an opinion. And that is something that I also feel very uh, strongly about. <clears throat> and they actually give uh, 16 steps. Uh, so it's like total. a rubric uh, on how to get a classroom um, with critical thinking skills. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And so, and then they can check any of those 16 and then work on that particular yeah. thing. And, and this is more um, about question-based learning. And right. I have to say that this might not work or, or not yet work. <clears throat> for all our students with uh, developmental dyscalculia. But I have to say, I have several times encountered students who, while still struggling with math facts, and obviously you need to focus on that also, although they were still not proficient in the math facts, they actually could engage in this critical thinking. And... So this kind of fits in with the new idea of teaching to their strength. So there's different approaches yeah. and whatever works for your student to make them engaged in math and also to think about it, critiquing, talking uh, about how to solve a problem amongst themselves is, a, uh, is an advantage. Right. Okay, now the next link is nice, got some nice pictures, and it's all about teaching multiples. Uh, that's important, and how do we do that? Yeah, this is, these are actually two really nice pictures of uh, children in our classroom, uh, taken by Miss Fardy, I hope I pronounce it correctly. And we also often say they need to get it into their hands before they can get it into their heads. And here on those pictures, you see great examples from how to teach multiples. The children experiment with counters and blocks, making patterns, and then actually writing on the tables to keep count. So that's, that's wonderful. We, we usually do not do that in the US, but if you have dry erase uh, tabletops, it works. And this is really a lovely way to teach multiples. Show the patterns that emerge and uh, do hands-on learning. Okay. This is a, there's a nice sequence in this uh, this series of links because the next link is about retrieval practice. So yeah, yeah, once yeah, you've learned it and now you absolutely. need to retrieve it, Absolutely, so guess. that's the next step. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so how is that? So this is uh, from blog um, innerdrive.co.uk and I do agree with them. Retrieval practice is essentially the process of generating an answer to a question from your memory. So 
this is not just having them do something new, but you want them to retrieve what we what they have done before. Okay. Now, not only does that allow students to test how much they have retained of a certain piece of information or a topic, um, if you retrieve it every now and then, it stays active, it stays alive. We need to remember, if you don't use it, you lose it. So that's uh, another thing why we uh, use retrieval practice. Now, research has also shown that retrieval practice is also very effective as a learning strategy when you use it correctly. So, if a student have not memorized a piece, an essential piece, then they can't retrieve it, and that is something that you pick up during that retrieval practice, so you can immediately zoom into that and uh, go over that uh, kind of lost piece of information or skill uh, again. And um, you can do this actually for vocabulary, for math, for science, doesn't matter. It is it is an approach, and um, what we do is apart from identifying gaps in the knowledge, what I already mentioned, also making more connections, and you um, by trying to retrieve something if it's a skill or a concept, you can check for a misunderstanding and um, correct that. You can strengthen connections that the children already knew, but were kind of shaky. Right. And it makes it makes them just their their memory more robust by by um, reactivating it. And it is easier to attach new information to uh, to what they already know if you have just retrieved it, if you've activated it uh, okay. again. So it's a very good uh, teaching strategy, but you have to use it uh, in the proper way, not right. just um, the math minute uh, right, right, memorization right, right. Yeah, without yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, helping them with those uh, math facts or concepts or uh, uh, calculation skills that they did not remember yet. Right, okay. Well, that it brings us already to our last link. Uh, there's lots of information this week. And it talks about a dyscalculia fact sheet for schools. Yes, that is absolutely very necessary uh, because I remain baffled every day when I get calls from parents who have talked with the school of their children and no one, not even the math specialist or the special education resource person, has ever heard about the specific learning disability dyscalculia. It, it's it's mind-boggling, right? Particularly yeah. now it's getting way more attention. That, in is, the that is your passion. Present. That's, that's yes. your mission, absolutely. So here, this is about here we the, have it. The, the kidshealth.org uh, blog. And they have a short but very effective fact sheet on dyscalculia to distribute in schools and it gives warning signs for teachers but also options on what to do with those students who have uh, dyscalculia. Now of course we also try to do 
uh, our bid by maintaining uh, the website discoculascreener.org where students uh, for mostly free can be assessed uh, for discoculia so um, that when you know something you can actually start remediation now and and like i said this uh, fact sheet from kidshealth.org really belongs in every school absolutely absolutely that would help your awareness uh, activities because dr schroeder is the founder of discoculiaservices.com thank you very much for stepping in every week and helping us and explain a little bit more the background of these uh, links uh, please my dear listeners help her out and make sure that if you're if you're so inclined that you go to her website discoculiatutortraining.org and consider to become a discoculia tutor and join her in her mission to help the children who suffer from this learning disability. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.